Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with uh, myself, Tom, my learned colleague across the Zoom call. Hello, myself, Alex. There you go, Mr. Alex Dinage. And back by popular demand, we have... It's also myself, Natasha Freeborn. Hello. Um, if you're wondering why there's some awkward pauses, because I was pointing at her and she wasn't looking at me on the screen. So, <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> so also back by popular demand um, for this week's podcast is we're back onto the topic of resilience. And hence why um, the, the awesome Natasha is with us again today, because um, she's a, a little bit of an expert on the topic although when i say that it makes me think of the pepper pig song where um daddy pig is an expert and everything but no she does actually know what she's talking about um that's a reference for the adults yeah. <laughs> it's nodding their heads and going yeah know what we're talking about um so we're back on resilience for a few reasons one it's pretty topical because um it's mental health awareness week in the uk and resilience is something that definitely impacts mental health, albeit we're talking about it more in the professional context, um, uh, in the workplace here. But it, it, this is all interlinked uh, and can be done in personal life as well. Um, but also it's a follow up. So in the last podcast on resilience, we talked about how to develop it and the importance it plays um, or sort of the impact it can make on your life if you actively develop your resilience. So we're back today to answer the question of am I actually being resilient so we've uh, got a few points on on ways to measure it and things like that so let's um pause for the jingle and get into it awesome so am i being resilient i mean i could just say yes I'm being really resilient. I'm I'm pretty much the master, the the Usain Bolt of resilience. So job done, right? That's that's how I know I'm being resilient. Yeah, simple. You just say it, and it's true. <laughs> um, I think it would be fair to say that I th- I think we all want to think of ourselves as um you know really positive and really resilient um because we we all get through challenges in one way or another um but I think the real question is how we get through those challenges so I guess it's more about you know how can we determine whether or not we are resilient which is what um we wrote a blog about <laughs> what a coincidence oh <laughs> i'm grateful it worked out that way <laughs> cool so it's and and it's i start with a bit of a joke because obviously i can think i'm the most resilient person in the world but resilience is is you know what you feel in situations is really important but also you might think you're being resilient um but to the external world there may be some things suggesting otherwise so I guess it's good to look at some measures uh, or, or some at least some topics on which you can uh, look at yourself subjectively and think, am I really an expert on this or, or is it something I should be practicing a bit more, right? Yeah. Awesome. So we're nodding away at the camera there, but um, clearly you can't see us. So I'll just <laughs> tell you that we're nodding. 
So we've got four um, four key areas to help determine whether um, your resilience is absolutely top notch or whether um, maybe there are some areas in which to work on. So the first one is positive attitude. So Al, do you want to uh, take us off on this one? Yeah. So I think as we as we started to go through, we we're just thinking of okay, right, what can I reflect on? You know, what what in my day-to-day can I reflect on to kind of determine the level of my resilience? Because as we've as we've said, it's it's quite difficult to sometimes determine it um, because we see ourselves in all different aspects of life, highs, lows, and it's very tough to tell how we maybe bounce back from those lows and and how we deal with the highs. So the first thing we we said was around positive attitude. How often do we consider ourselves to be in a good mood? Um, of course, not really the indicator of resilience, um, but an interesting thing to think of as well is that, you know, how fragile can that good mood be sometimes? Um, you know, what is it often that we then, when we're in a good mood, it doesn't take maybe the biggest setback for it to completely evaporate. Um, so again, it's an interesting one to think of for, for a many different uh, in a in many different ways because you know you might find yourself in a good mood often. However, it might not be one that lasts too long. You might just find yourselves in a good mood here and there, interrupted by setbacks that maybe you you haven't dealt with particularly in the most resilient way. Um, so it's it's just interesting to to think about that and interesting to think about. Okay, right when I am at my best how often do I stay at my best sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. I guess we're not saying if you're an expert in resilience that you need to be in a good mood all the time. What we're saying is, you know, how when you are flying for a day, how easy is it to knock you away from that feeling? Is that is that fair, Tash? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, we're not expecting people to turn into either emotionless robots or just someone who's like painfully positive all the time um because we are humans we have you know a range of emotions um but it's easy to be uh in a really good mood and have a positive attitude when things are going really well um and it's when things maybe start to take a turn as alex was saying you know how big is that setback um, that kind of causes you to to maybe have a bit of a spiral. Sometimes people can have the smallest thing go wrong in their day and it actually really impacts um, their thinking and it kind of goes from, oh, well, this thing has, you know, kind of tripped me up a little bit all the way straight to everything is the worst, like I'm doing terrible at my job, I'm feeling really awful about just myself. Um, you know, some of those things can really spiral. So it's about how well you kind of maintain a certain level of um, positive or constructive thinking, even when you're, you know, faced with challenges or setbacks, even if those setbacks might be quite minor. Yeah, absolutely. So good thing just to kind of check in, I guess, on yourself on is, you know, you've run out of milk, but you want to do a cup of tea. Does that knock knock you down a peg or do you just think, hmm, I wonder how we're going to deal with this and uh, go get yeah. some, I guess. <laughs> um stupid example as per usual <laughs> um the next the next uh signs to look at is adaptability and flexibility uh was it Ad- adapt adapt and overcome from bear grills is what makes this makes me think of so uh yeah what 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 do we have to think about around adaptability and flexibility so yeah um i know you've just mentioned bear grills there um i don't have any bear grills related challenge to really test your resilience uh, right this second 
Um, but what we spoke about in this point is how, you know, we have an ideal vision for, for ourselves uh, in the immediate future, in, in the long-term future. Um, but when unknowns present themselves, um, when you find yourself challenged, you know, your, your view for, for what you see for yourself might not be as clear as it once was. Um, what we were thinking about here is how able are you to, to feel that unknown and, and determine your way through or, or around it or, or how you maybe will even use it to, to spark a new vision for the future. Um, so again, we all know ourselves uh, very well. We've all, we all know the challenges that we've been through ourselves. So it's quite interesting to self-reflect and, and think about, okay, right. So that thing, that was quite severe. How did I deal with that? Did I even deal with it? Um, so yeah, it is again, a nice little exercise to do to sit, think and self-reflect and, and to really think about, did I show resilience during that time of my life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are your thoughts, Tash? Yeah, I think I think we all love the idea that we can very much bear grills it and, you know, adapt, improvise and overcome. Um, eat a snake if we haven't got any food in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll eat that snake. I'll uh, I'll figure out how to filter that seawater and I'll survive. Um, but when it comes to like our day to day life, there absolutely there are people out there who thrive on those challenges on things that come up that kind of throw a spanner in the works and they're like cool plot twist let's just approach <laughs> this differently um but the reality is there are so many of us that have an expectation of how things should go and we plan things out and we want things to go a certain way the way that we've planned it the way that we've decided it should be um and the moment that doesn't happen we can find that really, really challenging. And of course, it's really helpful to adapt in those situations to be really flexible. And that can be harder than we want it to be because we've decided it should go a certain way and it's not working out that certain way. And so this is a real problem. Um, but the the fact is, you know, that's not really how life works. Of course, we can decide a way that we want things to pan out. But how often does that really happen? Uh, and what we can all get better at, you know, absolutely being adaptable and being flexible to challenges is a skill that we can improve on. So it's about learning, you know, life doesn't always plan out the way that we hope it will. Small things and big things. Like you said, with the cup of tea, like, oh, the milk's out. What shall I do instead? Rather than having a meltdown, you know, and it is those small things all the way up to the big plans that we have in life we can learn to get better at adapting. We can learn to say, okay, this isn't how I planned, but that's okay. What can I do instead? Because there will always be a solution. We just have to be looking for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess that, you know, you say we can learn to be more adaptable and flexible. And like the whole topic of resilience is something we, we train, which is what we talked about last time. And, um, you know, in that scenario, it's, is it something silly like the milk and you do just have to on the spot say, oh, I'm going to walk to the shops or whatever? Or is it something more significant in life where, you know, maybe you have to think about worst case scenarios and plan for what ifs and, you know, the the classic, a plan lasts until first contact with the enemy and then you have to change it. Um, mm. So therefore you you plan for a worst case scenario and, and, and be able to adapt quickly that way. So there's, you know, different ways to develop that resilience in by being adaptable and flexible 
Awesome. So these are all linked to the, the next um, sign that we're looking for when we're looking at our resilience is the reaction to pressure and challenge. And, and I guess you could draw a direct line back to that adaptability and flexibility. But I guess looking at this slightly differently, uh, rather than maybe something going completely wrong, this might just be, you know, that general weight of pressure, um, the number of things on your to-do list building up. Uh, the fact that your boss has just thrown a new task at you that you weren't uh, thinking for, so there's a challenge there, something like that. So it's 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 how do you react to, to pressure and change? So um, Natasha, tell us a little bit more on on your thoughts on that. Seeing as you're definitely the most articulate on the on it of, uh, of the three of us, <laughs> I think I think for this we spend so much time in our heads. We say so many things in our heads all the time. We always have that kind of constant train of thought going sometimes multiple at once if you're in my head um and what we don't realize is the things that we are saying to ourselves it, it, it has a huge impact on how we are actually reacting to pressures to challenges to stressful things in our lives so I would say on that I think the first thing for people to understand is they need to start reflecting on what is it what is the immediate thought they have when that pressure or that challenge comes up? Is it a case of you know being quite constructive, really, and going, oh, this isn't what I expected. Like, how can I work this into my workload? Or, oh, no, this isn't quite what I planned. Um, you know, what what's the solution here? How can I make this better? But very, very commonly, actually, our first thoughts tend to be, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to get this done. Or this is, you know, this is terrible. This is going to ruin my day. Or, you know, we do tend to kind of go towards that slightly more um, negative, that slightly slightly less constructive way of thinking. Um, it can be, it can absolutely be challenging to just always remain, you know, logical at worst, but chipper at best in trying circumstances. But I think sometimes we don't realise just how unhelpful we're being in our heads when we're kind of presented with one of those challenges. So our immediate reaction, our immediate thought and our immediate feeling when we are presented with that can tell us a lot about how much we're really helping ourselves or not, as the case might be. Yeah, that's such a good point, you know, about like, just thinking about what your inner voice is telling you like mm. and i hadn't really thought of it in, in in this context but it's so true you know i wage i'd wager a bet that so many people may, maybe everyone is really horrible to themselves in their heads at times and this is about saying don't be horrible be positive and constructive to that inner voice and training yourself to be positive and constructive with your inner voice um, which, you know, uh, uh, it could be so powerful. I think it really is. And it is one of those things that I think we naturally, we don't pay as much attention to. And, and it's very linked to our mental health as well, or mental ill health, as, as many of us deal with. We speak to ourselves in a way that we would never speak to someone that we love or someone that we care about. And, and that can be really difficult to kind of get hold of because there must be something in us that's saying no no I need to be harsher on myself you know we are all our own worst critic and sometimes it is about taking that step back and being more 
objective rather than subjective and saying, well, I'm the worst. I do need to be spoken to in this way. I need to give myself a kick up the behind. And maybe that's the only way I can, you know, get through this or succeed. And that's not true. It's not true. We can lift each other up and that positivity can help us all be more successful. But we have to do that for ourselves as well. And I guess it will, will naturally come out as well. If you're positive to yourself, I suspect the world will see you as more positive as well. Because absolutely, in all sorts of ways. Yeah. I think um, there's always a bit of a misconception, isn't it, as well, when it comes to resilience. Around if you're resilient, you don't entertain the negative. Whereas actually, you know, being realistic about negative outcomes is important. It's not just about being blindly optimistic and. I'll be fine no matter what. I think, you know, if 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 you know that maybe something might happen that isn't ideal, it is important to at least engage with that thought and and maybe be logical about it. A hundred percent. There's there's a there's an, a concept we talk about in in resilience called um realistic optimism. Mm. So it's not about pretending like everything's fine, even when it's not. It's about, yeah, looking on the bright side of things, looking at how you can make the best of a situation but you're being realistic you can be realistic and optimistic at the same time it doesn't all have to be pessimistic and it doesn't have to be you know this is the worst thing but it doesn't have to be that unrealistic end of the positivity scale either because mm. I, I feel like this point is where maybe a lot of the fuel for the answer to the blog might come from for people when they read oh, do i think i'm resilient because they might it, it might be a thought that well actually no because i entertain negative thoughts so therefore i'm not Whereas actually it could be could be the contrary. Yeah, it's what you do when those negative thoughts maybe make their way into your brain. You know, how do you react to them? Do you go, mm. yeah, okay, I agree. Or do you, you know, challenge them a little bit? And that's where we can start to become more and more resilient is challenging some of those negative thoughts that that come up automatically. Yeah, definitely. I think we um it was it was probably on the resilience um podcast last time when SpaceX had just blown up their Starship, and I, that's it made me think of that when you're talking about it then because I bet everyone in the SpaceX factory was was had a positive as a realistic optimism that they might take off and land the, the rocket first time, but when it blew up mid flight, they were realistic that that was still a good result and they took loads of lessons from it. Mm -hmm. So although they had been positive to begin with what they got was still pretty good <laughs> awesome so um the last point and this one is slightly different this is um and this is about how to you this is about your use of your support network so as we've been trying to get across is you know everyone has those negative thoughts no one is um, is perfectly resilient and all that sort of stuff so um if you are struggling with something how do you use your support network the people around you to to check or um just to to check in with them and say you know what do you think or whatever you need to help you in that situation mm. sorry i was just gonna say i felt like we're, we're challenging maybe a lot of misconceptions which is obviously what this blog's about anyway but again i feel like for some people maybe their definition of resilience is is having um well being majoritively self-sufficient um but I think when digging deeper, you tend to then understand why that's not good for you. And actually in the long run, 
that's not resilience that's maybe just pushing things to one side for it to for it to come back later um whereas true resilience is understanding that you know that there's people here that can actually really help me and to be humble enough to go that actually and maybe i don't have all the answers on my own because it's quite a tough thing to do sometimes i think to to open up to to a wider network and to to ask questions rather than just try to battle for it on your own because that's that's kind of what seemed to be potentially the sign of of real resilience and strength yeah. yeah I think I agree I think that is a bit of a misconception like if if I'm really resilient that means I can do everything myself I don't ever have to ask for help uh, and that's not really how it works I mean there's so much research to show the importance of our support network and and connecting with other people and using the, the network around us but actually again it's another common misconception resilient people are really good at knowing when to ask for help and ask for that support. I'm guilty of this myself. I am one of those people that goes, oh, but I should be doing everything all on my own. And I'm reminded of how wrong I am when I speak to someone about a challenge that I'm facing. And sometimes even just speaking about it makes me feel better. But usually they have um, a perspective, an idea, a suggestion that helps me think about things in a different way. And actually, that issue I'm facing is is resolved so much more quickly, even just having a conversation with someone else. It's not a meeting. It's not a you know, we're not brainstorming. We're not going out to, 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 to fix a problem. But just having that conversation usually help, helps me, you know, resolve that situation far more quickly. And I feel much better about it than if I kept trying to just figure it all out on my own. Half the time it's just the saying it out loud part. It's not even what the other yeah. person says, right? It's interesting. Uh, yesterday I was listening to a podcast and it was with um an ex-Special Forces soldier and he was talking about his struggles with mental health after he left the the armed forces. And I it was kind of if you if you boiled it down, the, the crux of what he said was when he left the army, he had this massive support network around him, his brothers in arms. He then left and was kind of on his own in the civilian world. So it was an alien world, but also he didn't have these people. But he felt like he had to be, had to figure it all out himself. And actually it, it put a massive downward spiral on his mental health. And he says the thing that got him out of it was, you know, admitting that he needed to to use people around him, except not hand-me-downs, but, you know, when people said, oh, like, I can help you out, is, is, is accepting that. And that's a very severe, serious situation. But it's, you know, whether it's severe or, or something simple, um, same same applies. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, a lot of it, as we've already said, comes down to just that old saying of, you know, getting things off your chest. It is, it is quite, it's quite a weight that's that's released from you. But I also think that, as you just said there, you know, you might have a support network that you might not even be aware of because you're not using it. So the, there's a greater feeling of just connecting with fellow people that can then help you in the long run as well. You know, the, the people that you answer or are, sorry, might not have all the answers. They might not even, they might just be there to listen. But then that feeling of connectivity is also one that, that is, yeah, can make you feel much stronger. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. So I feel like that was a very windy, twisty path through um, 
through whether you're being resilient or not. So the, the four key things you're talking about is is check in, have a look at your attitude and how how overall positive your attitude is. Uh, look at what your reaction is to, to to situations. How adaptable and flexible are you being? Um, and when you know that pressure is piling on, how nice and constructive are you being to yourself uh, first and foremost? And then finally, it is just using your network. A lot of the time, in times of stress or change, people tend to sort of step back and maybe silo themselves. Instead, step forward and look at how those networks around you can can help you get through something and give you the resilience that maybe maybe you are lacking in that situation so awesome so that's helpful to to everyone listening um as ever we're always open for questions and chats on the topic um you could even talk to natasha who as you have uh, gathered from the last 20 minutes or so is a lot more knowledgeable than alex and i on this topic um, so do give us a shout and um who knows i don't know if we've we got any more resilience content planned out or is or is that a, is it just a, a double team for today oh, that's a that's a conversation to be had i'm gonna go with yes um and natasha nods which is good news yes there will be <laughs> um also as well just an added little place to get content we've actually just uh opened up a learn grow succeed community on linkedin um, so for any content that we do produce, it goes straight on there. So uh, come and come and join or request to join. We have to let you in, but I'm certain we will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's that next network you're going to use to 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 lean on. So extra <laughs> plug there and tying it back into the topic. Nicely done. Awesome. Thanks, guys, and thank you everyone for listening. And uh, hope to see you again soon.